This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by... Hey, you scratched my ankle! <laughs> the 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Steve, what, what is this we're listening to? Shh, shh, shh. It's building up to something I can tell. You recognize the band, right? Um, no. It's, it's, I think this is from uh, one of the B-sides from Spinal Tap. Yeah, it does have that kind of old yes feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Here, any second now. Any second. Wait for it. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today, a very rare edition of 80s News Now. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. We don't have the most scripted of shows this week. It's 2015. It's January. We're getting off to kind of a logy start. But Brad in LA is with me as always. We're just trying to find some way to get something out here. We've lined up what we think are some pretty newsy items. And so we're going to try to get through it. You know what? I kind of feel like I need to confess the sins of our last show, Brad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we told everybody that it was like, oh, happy new year. It's it's January 2nd and we're sitting here. And wait, wait. How far are you going to open the curtain on this one, friend? <laughs> <laughs> sleepy, sleepy. <laughs> uh, we actually recorded that show on, was it December 30th? I think it was the 30th, yeah. yeah. Our schedule was kind of screwy. We said, well, we want to, we, we didn't have much to do. And so we recorded the show, and um, but we so, knew we didn't weren't going to get it edited until after New Year's. Yeah, it took like three weeks for us to edit the show. So we we both said what we had done for New Year's Eve, but neither one of us had actually done it. So you know my, it played out pretty much the way I said it was going to. <laughs> my, and, and and similar for me, my mom did come over, and she spent two nights here at the lair, and she didn't make one comment. By the way, I have a I have a um, welcome mat that's mm-hmm. in front of my kitchen sink that says the Spears Lair. Yeah, and not once did she kind of say, "What's up with that?" Wow, she's suffering from a deplorable lack of curiosity. I know. Well, that's the only thing she wasn't curious about. She at one point offered to clean my bathroom for me. <laughs> You're like, I, I thought I had done that. I before did. You got I here, swear Mom. to God. I mean, you know, who needs to clean the shower? It cleans itself, right? <laughs> I don't know why I need to wash the towels when I dry them. That's the cleanest I am all day. Actually, the towel's getting cleaner every time I use right, it. Right. So, but she was here for two days, and she she did stymie my drinking efforts. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I will make up for them on tonight's show. So, um, but we we do have a couple items to talk about today, and we'll have some fun, and we'll share some stories. And we have lots of seggies, lots of seggies. This might be the most seggified show we've ever done of 2015. Uh, maybe ever. Yeah. I really think that. Um, so let's get things started with our first 80s news now seggy. <laughs> Oh my god. Prog rock. 
How I've missed yeah. it. I've missed it so much. So uh, we, we kind of made a mistake. And the last show, if you haven't listened to the last show, um, pause this show right now. Go back and listen to the last show. Yeah, download it like three times. Just yeah, to make sure you got use it. The- <laughs> <laughs> On all your devices. And um, we, we made some comments about the band called Marillion. And it turns out we were kind of stupid. Well, what else is new? Well, we're very American. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. I mean, uh, Brad has the West Coast covered. I have the East Coast covered. And by the East Coast, I mean Florida. And um, I'm kind of in the middle of Florida nowadays. We didn't think that we had heard of the band Marillion and the album Misplaced Childhood from 1985, which was a huge hit in the UK and displaced some of the favorite albums that we were talking about during that show. You know, even if you've never heard of them, you have to give it credit. I mean, you look at the stuff that it held out from number one. It's a, This is a big-time album. Right. We probably all kind of owe it to ourselves to go download the full album and listen to it. So so Brad and I kind of said to each other this week, you know, let's let's both listen to this album today and see what we think. And so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so, so I spun it up. I put it on at work, and... You know, prog rock and spreadsheets are not a good no. I was just It wasn't even – it was just bouncing. It was glancing off of my head. It wasn't sinking in at all. And I, I think I said to – was it Kurt that was emailing us? I said to him, I, I think I need to pour myself a 45-minute scotch and sit down and just listen to this and pay attention to it. Yeah, it's – um. <laughs> well, I, I really wanted to hate it. Because you were telling me about it before I started listening to it. I'm like, oh. It's like, it's out there, man. I mean, I've got this killer work project at work that's, it's literally, I've literally worked like 18 days in a row, which is why the, you know, the sporadic nature of our podcast these days. But I'm trying to redesign a website and listen to 80s Brit prog rock at the same time. Prog rock, yeah. As much as I wanted to hate it, I started to love it. And everybody kind of knows Marillion. If you think you don't, consider this song. song it's fun yeah no, that's a really good song the, the whole album itself has some you know it is so proggy it is super proggy so yeah so marillion and we're not going to go into we're not going to do a whole marillion show here um because not qualified not qualified brad and i know so little about them that maybe kurt could come on the show sometime with us the one fact that i did glean that helped me was i couldn't remember how to spell it and then I went online and was reading about it, and I realized that they'd shortened their name from Silmarillion, which is a J.R.R. Tolkien book. Your love of the halfling's leaf has clearly slowed your mind. And then immediately I knew how to spell it, and I knew they were complete yeah. dorks. I just I just read that like 10 minutes ago, the whole J.R.R. Tolkien thing. And I'm like, of course. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, that fits. All the tumblers yeah. fell into place. But um, they, they are an interest. It is an interesting album. I'm looking forward to listening to it some more. I want Kurt to come on the show and explain it to us in depth. Yeah, and they're still doing their thing. They've released a new album like oh. a year or two ago. Oh, they're still doing their thing, my friend. Are you ready for this? 
So I, I looked up their official website. I don't know. Did you book them to play my birthday party or something? Yes, I did. I blew all the reward money to, to book Marillion for your birthday exactly. party. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that reference. Uh, all I need is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Don't underestimate the strength of this uh, 80s nation. So um, so I look up there. I, I go to the official website for Marillion, which does exist, and I look at their tour schedule. And it's mainly um, the you know Europe, the UK. Yeah. And then I see a Florida date. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This huh. band is coming to Florida? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> they are playing. Technically. They're playing on a. They're playing the cruise to the edge, which is a a ship. It's a cruise ship leaving out of Key West, Florida. Actually, it's leaving out of Miami. It goes okay. to Key West and the Bahamas, November fifteenth to the nineteenth, twenty fifteen. And uh, the headliner, huh. the headliner is Yes. Wow, uh, with, which lineup? Uh, well, <laughs> should have Steve Howe these days since he a quit collection, Asia. A collection of gentlemen calling yeah, themselves yeah, Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're okay. still Yes fans are like. The most fanatical fans on earth, aside from AHA fans. Or maybe Rush fans. Yeah. You know, we haven't heard much from Rush fans lately. I think we made them all mad. Yeah, that's fine. Um, So, <laughs> the cruise to the edge. It would be easy for us to throw stones at something like that, but uh, since we're associated with a similar outing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but <laughs> the lineup here. Okay, so it's it's Yes with, and Marillion is the second band, so that's big. Okay. Three Friends. Alan Holdsworth, Caravan, Saga. You know Saga, right? Sa- oh, yeah, Saga, sure. No one can stop me now. Tonight I'm on the loose. No one to tell me how. I've been listening to that song for a half hour straight before we did this podcast. No, that explains um, a lot of things. Yeah. It's actually a really good song. <laughs> it is a great song. <laughs> I would go on this cruise alone just to hear Saga do On the Loose. <laughs> so, and then maybe uh, Roundabout and then, you know, yeah. jump in a lifeboat and make, yeah. make for the coast. And Kaylee. Um, so, Kurt, uh, email us in and let us know when you want to do the Marillion show. We'll geek out with you a little bit. We'll take it under advisement. Yeah. No, I want to do it. I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear, I want to hear the full story of Marillion. Yeah, I do too. In the meantime, let's move on. Who is it? Mr. Pizza Guy. Again? Mr. Pizza Guy, sir. Taylor Negrin could make us laugh just by walking through a door with a pizza. Or by walking down the street, dropping letters along the way as some sort of disgruntled mailman. Tell me something. What's a little boy like you doing with big boy smut like this? Or by translating the Spanish edition of uh, The Joy of Sex. Can I call you dad now? <laughs> oh, take it easy! Oh, those three roles, Fast Times at Richmond High, Better Off Dead, Easy Money, those are just three examples of why we're going to miss him so much. Um, Taylor passed away last week after a long battle with cancer um, at age 57. and uh, Too young. Too young. I, too young. Brad, Brad, you texted me about it. Like I think I'd already gone to bed that night. It was, it was after 6 o'clock. <laughs> you, know, you are in Florida. so the, Bedtime's early in Florida in well, the winter. It is for, I'm, I'm like... 67 years old. You go to bed when you go to bed. The early bird dinner doesn't last so long in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I remember waking up and I saw the text and I was like, ah, oh, no. I'm really tired of that feeling. Yeah. Um, 
that feeling of like we've lost. And you know, and Taylor's an interesting guy because you know I followed him for years now on Facebook, and I love the fact that he would come into a a, a movie. And he could like steal the scene, no matter yeah. every single time. That that scene of him as the mailman and Better Off Dead is just—it's hilarious. It's so funny when he's just the, the the letters are just kind of happen to be casually falling out of his bag, and he just absolutely doesn't give a crap. He reprises. He's, he's so good in that. He, he reprises that same exact role in the movie How I Got Into College. Did you ever see that one? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh my! It's another Savage Steve Holland movie. It's from the late, oh, okay. late '80s. I think it's '88, '89. Okay. And he plays the mailman again, <laughs> and the main character runs into him. He's like, "It's you." <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's such an insider joke that yeah. it's Taylor Negron playing a mailman again. It just oh yeah. god. So um, I followed him for years on Facebook, and literally everything he posted was just really smart. Um, yeah. He never posted anything that was like just frivolous. It was he was a smart, funny guy. When people forget he was in Easy Money, he's so funny in that. Uh, you know, <laughs> can I call you a dad? Um, <laughs> um, he was in movies like um, Bad Medicine. He's the cabbie. I mean, he's in uh, Young Doctors in Love. Oh, gosh, he's in. Oh my god! Just it just it was never ending. And any time yeah. he was on the screen, that's where the laughs were coming from. And um, yeah, his cousin, as some people probably know, is Chuck Negron from the band Three Dog Night. And he announced the the news about a week ago in a video, and it was really sad. You could tell he was really torn up about it. It's just it's it just ah, I'm tired of doing '80s news now items on. You know, and the sad thing is. I wanted to have him on the show so badly, but I, I know, I know. I remember you talking about that. Oh, so many times I said, you know, I just never worked up the courage to say, Hey, you know, yeah. huge fan. Would you come on and do the show? And well, here's a interesting, as a quick aside, here's some interesting facts about Mr. Negron, Taylor, Taylor Negron, Negron. What was Taylor's first actual, his real first name was. I have no Any idea. Guesses? No. Brad. <laughs> and his real middle name was Taylor. Steven. Ooh. I know. Now I really feel like a dick. Well, what else is new? Hey, there's a great movie that he was in um, that only I have seen called The Whoopie Boys. Have you ever heard me talk about that before? You love this movie. I've never seen it. <laughs> I know you love it. It's got Danny from Caddyshack. It's this whole movie happens in Palm Beach, and these two guys um, are pretending to be society, high society guys. Okay. To, to try to woo some girl. And um, Taylor Negron is works. actually one it of the... It always works, too. And Taylor's actually works. one of the, the high society guys. And there's this one scene where they're playing some sort of archaic, weird game that you can only make up in an 80s movie. And he gets sent to the penalty box and he says... Fisben. I've been penalized. To this day, if anything bad happens to me, I always say, I've been penalized. <laughs> I guess you could say he was like an everyman in so many 80s movies. And really, I'm really going to miss him and I'm really going to kick myself... If nothing else, it's proof that, you know, when you want something, you, you go after it and you don't wait for things to happen. Yeah. Moving on. New York, 1997. The entire city is a walled maximum security prison. The bridges are mined. 
rivers are patrolled. And the United States police force has everything under control. Snake Plissken. We thought he was dead. Actually, the last time we saw Snake Plissken, he had just managed to send the entire planet back to the Stone Age and escape from L.A. Yeah, but Hollywood, man. Hollywood, those bastards, everybody who lives in like a 50-mile zone. Do you live within 50 miles of Hollywood? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's probably everybody, 35 miles. Everybody yeah. in a 25-mile-per-hour zone <laughs> from Hollywood just be scorched from the earth. News has just come out that um, Fox – Studios has won a quote unquote competitive yeah, a bidding uh, war <laughs> for, for the rights to remake John Carpenter's 1981 movie Escape from New York. How many times have you seen Escape from New York? I uh, probably two or three times. Well, no, wait, I, I've seen it a couple times recently, but I saw it uh, like uncountable times. Yeah, when I was younger. So I mean, you kind of yeah. know it start to finish. Yeah, yeah. The whole Hollywood thing just kind of cracks me up. I mean, they keep continue to to take our 80s classics and. Reboot them, remake them, restart them, whatever word they want to use. Um, yeah. It just – in this case, the wording they use is reinvent the property. <laughs> I mean in, in my mind, Kurt Russell, who played the former elite special forces soldier turned criminal who can only earn his freedom if he can rescue the president of the United States yeah, from New York. Know. Which, by the way, you know, pop quiz, what year – was New York uh, turned into a maximum security prison? Wasn't it like ninety eight or something. Yes. Like that? It was like ninety seven. It's like yeah. <laughs> I don't know if 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 that's the case. It's a pretty nice maximum security prison. Yeah. Well, in nineteen eighty one, I don't think a lot of people remember this. I mean, even I mean, I had never been to New York. I don't think I went to New York until I was, you know, nineteen eighty. In eighty one, New York City was a rough place. Right. If you had said that in. 16 years is going to be a maximum security prison. People be like, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that that's the thing about John Carpenter movies. It's like, they're not that unbelievable. You know, if you let your mind relax a little bit, <clears throat> which you should always do when you're at the movie theater. Yeah. So escape from New York, easily one of my all time favorite movies from the eighties to be remade like yay or nay. Hmm. I, I don't think I know. Uh, normally, you know, I'm like, eh, whatever, make it. That's fine. But this doesn't, no. So the thing with Escape from New York is that it had a certain amount of campiness to it. And you're going to, yeah. if you remake it right now, it's going to be like uh, Red Dawn. You know, a great campy movie from the 80s. But you remake it and you you improve the special effects. And so that, I think that's what they'll right. probably do. And they, you know what they'll do? It won't be funny anymore. It'll be like a serious action movie. Right, they'll yeah, exactly. There's no there's no self awareness in it right. anymore. And and they'll throw in a couple bones for us, you know, some of the lines, yeah. you know. There'll be a poster of Ernest Boring Nine on one yeah. of the walls. Oh, yes, Cabby, poor Ernest. They'll throw in some of the same lines, you know, call me snake, you know. Stuff like that. But for the most part it's not gonna be it can't be what it originally was. But um No. I mean I'm I'm getting kinda tired. You know, like I say, I'm getting tired of talking about deaths, I'm getting tired of talking about remakes. But this this one really kind of surprised me, and so we included it in the show. Yeah, it just seems like a weird weird one to pick. Like if all the things you're going to repick, if if you were, okay, spot you know pop quiz again, I'm going to give you f- five seconds to think about what movie from the '80s deserves to be remade more than all others. Oh gosh, okay, one movie from the '80s deserves to be remade. I'm drawing a total blank. Why would you? This is a trick question. Okay, Why would you remake you, any movies from you, the 80s? Well, I'll, I'll give you one. War <laughs> Games. 
That would okay. Because nothing about war games today is the way you dial into computers doesn't exist anymore. You know, everything about okay. that from a technical standpoint can be redone. Didn't they do a sequel? Yeah, yeah, I never saw it. But they could reboot either. that. They could reboot yeah. that and it could be pretty It would be something different. Yeah. Um, I like my answer. It's a trick question. <laughs> it's a trick question. Okay. If you okay, we'll throw it out there to 80s Nation. Tell us real quickly what movie from the 80s would you be okay with Hollywood rebooting? Let's just say reboot instead of remake. That seems to be the term these days. Reboot and and for what reason? And we'll we'll feature them on a future show. Obviously, I they should remake Steel Magnolias. Oh god. <laughs> Have you seen that start to finish? No, I've never seen it. Never seen. Not it. any part of it. Well, you know, maybe while I'm flipping the channels yeah, or like the very end of it or something. But I, yeah, yeah, it's. I hear it's got the sads. It's got the sads. Yeah, a little bit. You know what doesn't have the sads though? The, the saggies. Ah, the missed core refrain of reader mailbag. Uh, this is the point where Brad can read emails and Steve can make another drink. Hey, it's like living the dream here. That's what we call a win-win. Or what we call a week night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our first letter is from Stony Stitt, and Stony writes, Hey, Steve. Hmm. And Brad. Gee, thanks, Stony. Hey, Steve. At the Reader's Mailbag segment of your latest podcast, you queried whether you preface mystical refrain before everything. This was right after the Oingo Boingo Little Girls intro. You do know that just a year before the recording of Little Girls, and what album is that on, Steve? Uh, only a lad. You are correct, sir. Five <clears throat> podcast points for you and a bottle opener. They shortened their name from the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Maybe it was just a weird science coincidence. Stony Stit. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. I did know that they were called the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo at one point, but I didn't realize it was just a year before that. Yeah. So. You go back and find some of the early stuff, and it's pretty out there. I need to like load my iPhone with that stuff. I really enjoy it more. You don't? But, uh, What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm in this weird, like, weird place now where I, I don't have any music on my iPhone. I still have an iPod. Yeah. I'm so I'm so paranoid about my data plan. <laughs> that That's... is a modern problem. Hey, modern problems. <laughs> they should remake that. Oh, oh, that that could be real interesting. Oh my god, that's a great idea. That was remember how much fun that movie was back then. Oh yeah, Chevy Chase. Yes! <laughs> I like it. That, that was a fun movie. That was, I mean, people loved that movie back then. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Letter number two. Okay. Letter number two is from Todd. And Todd writes Hey, guys. I hope you had a great Christmas and New Year's. Did. Thank you. So here's an idea for a Stuck in the 80s series. Of course, I can handle the letdown if you say, This sucks, Todd. We wouldn't do that to you, Todd. We're reading your letter. I think it would be great to have a way for you guys and us, the listeners, to listen and discuss genres other than the classic hits everyone hears all the time. So here's what I thought of. The Stuck in the 80s Best Year in Music Cage Match or something Mm. like that. You get the idea. We'll send it out to marketing. They'll give us a a name for it. It's a battle to see which year in the 80s has the best all-around music. Each year of the 80s has its own team. This is like Battle of the Network Stars. I love it. Or Family Feud. Oh, yeah. Survey says... No whammies. Uh, Oh, wrong show. Each team has six teammates or genres. I'm using the major genres of the 80s, and I came up with six. 
Each teammate enters into the cage to battle its other matched opponents in a battle to see who comes out victorious. So one podcast could be the battle of the decade's hip-hop opponents. Ten men enter, one man leaves. leaves. You get it. You get the idea. So the team members or the genres, we got a list here. We got glam rock, metal, hip-hop, country, pop, or as he says, a.k.a. the, quote, normal songs, and rock ballads. He says, I know rock ballads are kind of glam. It's almost a genre. There were some awesome ones. And also, if you tried to use major genres, I know many more could be added. So that's kind of a neat idea, actually, I think. So anyway, to continue the letter here. So at the end, the team year with the most teammates still standing wins the best all-around year of music of the 1980s. I think that would be an interesting battle. You could tell everyone in the beginning that if a tie happens, there'll be a sudden death genre or something. I don't know. You'll figure it out. So I'd love your thoughts. Again, I won't be hurt at all if you hate it. I'll still be a hardcore stuck-in-the-80s follower. Keep up the great work, Todd the Toad. Okay. I think it's a great idea. I wonder about the genres. Yeah. Well, we could pick some other ones. I I mean, rock ballads, if you talk about hair metal, uh, glam rock or hair bands, they're going to be the ones who have the rock ballads. They're going to, those are going to be the songs that people recognize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, home sweet home, stuff like that. Or, uh, every, you know, rose, rose has a thorn, stuff like that. Um, but you would have the the exception would be like Aria Speedwagon, which I would not call glam rock, but it's all ballad. Is it rock? Is it just like, you know, schmoopy music? I don't know. And and where's the Euro trash? Where does the Euro trash fit into this list? Hip hop slash rap would be a good one. Yeah. This beat is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. Here we go. To rock around. To rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. Uh, country is definitely a good one. Um, I would put R and B on there somewhere. I, yeah, we need R and B. So take something out. No, I would just keep adding. We don't have to take anything out. It's our thing. We can add as much as we want. This is going to take like 10 years to complete this. So? Uh, dude, does glam rock, hair bands, and metal, I mean, can't they all be like one category? Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't metal slash hair bands be in one? I mean, glam rock, there wasn't a lot of glam rock in the 80s. Well, the late 80s. Well, but that was hair bands. Yeah, okay. Well, you're just calling them different things, right? I mean, I mean glam rock was the 70s. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, exactly. Like Ziggy Stardust kind of stuff. Right. So you'd say hair band slash metal, which opens a spot for, we'll have to like do this on that. Oh, man, this going to be difficult. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you here's the way I see this. You settle on a number of genres and then you rank each, you know, you say, okay, for hip hop rap, you know, the number one year for hip hop rap was nineteen eighty five, and so they get ten points. And the number two was, you know, nineteen eighty seven. I'm just making this up. And they get nine points. And then so you add them all up and whichever year has the most points wins. I think you take out pop. You and just let that, that be a well, Yeah, catch all. Okay. Well where are you gonna put Debbie Gibson? Mm, okay, so maybe you leave pop. <laughs> but but where do you put Lionel Richie? R&B. He, are you sure? Uh, or schmoopy music. <laughs> we <laughs> need a better name than that. But. We have to add. We have to add a category for new wave. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so new wave would include would include electronica. I agree. So, um, where do you add post punk? Like where's the Husker Do's and their replacements? Um, 
They go in the post-punk. Well, but you can't have post-punk. There's not going to be. Do you combine punk and post-punk into one category? Yeah, yeah, I think you do. You can't, you can't, this can't go on forever. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you can't slice this. I mean, this isn't a, well, an infinite well, pizza I mean, that we can keep know. cutting I mean, the slices smaller. But, I mean, we can. This is, as it turns out, Steve, it's our show, so we can do what we want. But, I mean, like, do you want to put ACDC in there versus Poison? It's not a fair fight. Do you, you don't want to put the Dead Kennedys versus Husker Du. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's okay. I don't know. that. Maybe that helps you figure out which of these years was better in music. Well, this year had the Dead Kennedys. It's obviously better than this year that had something else. Yeah, I mean, the Dead Kennedys are going to beat Debbie Gibson. Well, they're not if in the I... same category. No, but I'm just saying... Well, depends on what you're. It depends on what you're judging on. If you're judging them on on you know chart success, then absolutely, Debbie Gibson's going to no, kick no, their butt. No, 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 no. Well, I, I think we have to judge on something other than chart success because well, the only the only the only category would be fair to judge on only chart success would be the pop category, right? Because that's by definition what yeah. that is. This is really difficult. We have to really figure this one out. It's a it's an interesting idea, but I love the idea of. Like assigning numbers to stuff, and you know, like data, more data. <laughs> I still think it's gonna. I think it's gonna bubble up, and it's gonna be like somewhere around eighty four, eighty five. Well, the thing that I worry about and stuff like this is you and I are the same exact age within about a month. And, well, we're gonna do it, and we'll we're do gonna it via, we're oh gonna come God. at this with the same perspective. So we have to get we'd have to get votes. We have to yeah, we have to do it as a vote thing. But I'm still saying because I mean, like you know, there's a lot of people out there who've never heard of the Dead Kennedys, and yet it's an important band to me. Um, yeah, well. There's a lot of people out there who've never been hugged by Debbie Gibson. That's true. I count myself among those people. I have been. My so life is poorer for it, as is hers. Um, <laughs> wow. That's a, it's a really good idea. I like it a lot. It might maybe take us a while to shape this into something we can actually yeah, pull off. Yeah. We, maybe we do this this year instead of the um, March Madness or something like that. Yeah, we're struggling with the March Madness topics, but I know we'll come up with something fun. We didn't hear a lot of love for the March Madness thing last year, so we'll have to. Yeah, actually, I'd be curious to know what the listeners think or thought about that because we had fun with it. It was obviously a lot of work to crank out those shows, but I talked to people who were like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. I printed out the bracket, and I took it to a party, and we were all having fun with it, and you guys <laughs> did a great job matching them up. And I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. So, yeah. you know, tell us. Was, did it suck? It was, was it fun? I really enjoyed that. I had a good time with that. Yeah, it was so. fun. Ah, alas. Uh, so then send us your emails. Let us know what you think. I think, I think the work that has to be done is on the genres. Yeah. The genres. And then once you have that framework, then you can kind of start to slot. Yeah, we'll figure it out from there. So as you know, the email address is sit80s at gmail.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, you know the drill here. And I love to say, you know the drill here. Uh, we play a, a snippet from a movie from the 80s, occasionally not the 80s, in which case you call us on it and yeah. you feel very embarrassed. Rightly so. If you get it right, uh, Brad will read your name and you'll be entered into the contest to win a SIT 80s bottle opener. I got a couple to mail out as we speak. Uh, Marie in Bradenton got hers and she says, thank you. Oh, good. And I know that um, Rob got his too. Excellent. Pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. I want 600 pair of shoes and 1,200 pair of socks. Yeah, that's Matthew Broderick in Glory. That's Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. one of the cuts. Some people didn't know that. Some people didn't know that was an 80s movie. That Glory wasn't an 80s movie. It's like, well, it's Ferris Bueller with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and pretending in college, to, so pretending, he was in college, was he? And pretending to do a very pretentious New England accent, which didn't really pull off all that well. So yeah, you know, so read some winners, thing. winners, winners. That sounds good. Winners include Gary Croissant in Oklahoma, Todd the Toad, Lou, Sweet Lou, Grilly, Kurt Torster, Tom from the South Side of Austria, Bill with one L, Scott in New Hampshire. Rob the Casbah Stroh, Howard in Fremont, Carol Jansen, Todd Pletz, and Lisa Brown in Edmond, Oklahoma. That is two winners from Oklahoma. I am so pleased that I, I worry that I make the whole state mad when I make smart ass <laughs> jokes about where I grew up. I'm I glad like you're still listening. I've been there like three or four times. You are my people, Oklahoma. I got really drunk in Oklahoma, by the way. Uh, yeah, I've time. done that once or twice too. <laughs> And Kevin Wench, who asks, does Matthew Broderick know he only has shoes for 800 men while having 3,200 individual socks? So what's the mismatch between the 800 men and 3,200 individual socks? Don't make me do math after I've been drinking. So it's 800 into 32. Someone do the math on the 800 men and 3,200 socks. You have and twice, you... twice as many socks as you need. Okay. If you think that's what it is? I think. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Engineering major comes do to the, the floor. <laughs> do the math and get the insider edge on the bottle opener. So, But in the meantime, show your attention. work. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want a cam pick of your work or else you do not get the bottle opener. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. In a sluggish economy, never, ever f- with another man's livelihood. If you know it. Email us at sit80s at gmail.com, steven the80s at gmail.com, brad the80s at gmail.com, and that's 80s, not like I, E, I, G, I, D, Tune in next week to find out if you are a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Uh, signature Seggy here. We will play a segment of a song from the 80s if you can get it right. Again, you'll be entered to win the magic bottle opener. Have you actually tried to open a bottle with the bottle opener? When I drink beers on the show, I always open them with my trademark. Stuck in the 80s, bottle opener. All my uh, bottle openers are at work. I had a weird weekend here. It's, it's a holiday weekend. It's, it's Martin Luther King Day as we're recording. But I went out. I, I had my first ever golf lesson this weekend. Oh, yeah? Out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. Yeah, there's. I decided that I live in Orlando, which is like the ca- golf. You live in capital. Florida, you should be playing yeah. golf. Well, the Golf Channel is is based here, yeah. and like half the golf magazines are based here. So I'm like, you know, I should. I'm 47 years old. I'm, I mean, my body is falling apart. <laughs> I maintain a very <laughs> consistent panda bear shape. Yeah, it's like I need a sport that. What sport works for this? Curling. Yeah, which in Florida, not a big deal. <laughs> so golf, and so I took. There's this golf course not too far from where I live. There's never a golf course. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you've got to be able to find one somewhere. And you can play, you know, 12 months out of the year here. So I went, you know, got group lessons. It lasts like a month. Nice. And the guy who's teaching me is like my age. Okay. And yet he looks older than me. Do you ever that's, have that problem? Where that's, you, you, that's reassuring, actually. It makes you feel a little better, right? Well, but I mean, but do you ever have that problem where you look at other someone and you, someone says, oh, I'm, oh, yeah, I graduated in 85. And you say, you're like, really? You look like five years older than me. Have you been rubbing your face with sand every day? I mean, do you ever have that problem? I do. I do. I mean, I just, I don't know. It does so, kind of shock me sometimes. And you're like, wait, really? Because you, you look old. I mean, Ooh. technically, this oh, guy's no. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's a year younger than me. And I'm like, well, you look like you could be a couple years older than me. 
so I went and had my golf lesson. I went today and I bought a cheap pair of golf clubs. Did you get a and, hat? Uh, well, you buy a hat like this, I'll bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? No, but I probably should need one. Looks good on you. <laughs> I have to ask this guy if he can do the whole Caddyshack quotes and stuff. If he can't, then I'm going to quit my lessons. I'm going to tell you, I don't ask for your money back. Seriously. So, he did the whole bouncing the ball. On the club face? Yeah, yeah. While he was talking to us, like, dink, 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 dink. Yes. Yeah, I got it. I dude. get it. You, you, yeah, you can play with your balls. Got it. But he said I was really good. I, had, I have not lifted a club in 25 years. And I never had golf lessons before, but I like I kind of like dinked around about twenty five or thirty years ago. Yeah. And um, but I thought if I ever get into it again, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like do it for real. I'm gonna do the lessons and everything. Yeah. And everybody in the the there was like ten of us, and everybody there um, had played like plays golf like every other week. Huh. And they're all in this club, and I'm like, oh crap, this sucks. Yeah, all these I'm people gonna, know each other, and yeah. No, they don't know each other, okay. but I mean, for the most part, they've been playing. They're there to like. To you work know, on some aspect of their game. Right. Or, and I'm there to, like, learn how to swing a club again. Yeah. And uh, But at the end of the lesson that he was going through, everybody was like, you're in pretty good shape as far as my swing. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I want my money back. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what am I paying like, you for? I'm in good shape. I was, I was really surprised. I was yeah. like, wow, okay. Well, so you're whatever. not bringing any bad habits to it. Yeah, maybe that's it. You know. So, But I was, I was really – I mean, that was, like, the highlight of my weekend was uh, having him say that my – you know, for someone who hasn't swung a club in 25 years, everybody around me who swung a club less than a week ago, that I'm actually, they're all like, he was really giving everybody a lot of grief. Yeah. Huh. He did not know that I had not done that in 25. I told him after he said that, I said, yeah, yeah. you know, I haven't done this in 25 years. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. So. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I missed my calling. Yeah. You anyway. too could bounce a golf ball <laughs> on an open face club. <laughs> Anywho. Pay attention. Here was our song from last show. That's Slave to Love by Brian Ferry. Slave to Love. That's a great song. I love that song. When you, when you hear that song, what do you think of first? I think of Nine and a Half Weeks. Yes, of course you do. <laughs> you sick bastards. <clears throat> All humans do. And then I think of Bette Noir, which is the album after this, which I like a little bit better. A couple of people emailed and said, hey, when are you going to do the Brian Ferry podcast? I'm like, as soon as I get him on the show. Because, yeah. I mean, I would love to have Brian Ferry on We're the show. We're holding out for Brian Ferry. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would Because you never know. You hold out for Steve Perry, and sometimes it happens. Yeah, you know. You hold out for Tom Bailey, and sometimes Tom Bailey shows up. Wow. Can you believe that actually happened? That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. If I look back on 2014, I mean, obviously those two interviews back-to-back, you know, Midgeur and Tom Bailey are like, how did that happen? How, yeah. I, you know, sometimes you just, you know, see where if it you're takes one of the you. Pe- see where it takes I know. You. If, if you're one of the people out there who blew off the Retro Futura tour last year. <laughs> you lose. You lose big time. You that get was nothing. That was an amazing – of all the tours I've seen, of all the like you know combination tours I've seen, that's probably the best one I've seen. It was pretty good. It's right up there with the first uh, Regeneration tour. You were pretty close to the stage for that, weren't you? Second row. Yeah, because I was pretty close to and I was there with my son and that adds a little bit of impact to it because it's you know kind of – here's some more 80s for you, son. The one bad thing was that um, – I had like backstage passes waiting for me, but I okay. forgot to. But I didn't pick them up. <laughs> I lo- like, oh, well, too cool. 
Well, granted, it was like a Tuesday night, I think, in Orlando. Night. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like it ended at like at 1230, the show did. Yeah. And so and I was there with um, Lisa Barefoot and my friend in Orlando, my 80s friend who goes to all the concerts with me. Yeah. And um, I mean, both Lisa and I had to be like at work the next morning. And, yeah. And you're like, eh. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'll if catch had it the, next time. If I had the passes, if I knew, I, I didn't find out until afterwards that there were passes waiting for me. But yeah. still. Well, but, you and know. you know what? If you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know what you guys are talking about, go onto YouTube and search for. Um, there's some people that recorded and posted video of Tom Bailey singing his kind of new version of "If You Were Here," and it's, it's just amazing. It's so good. He was so it was amazing in that show. But uh, we digress. We, we gush again. We gush a little more maybe than is necessary. This is gonna be the longest '80s News Now show ever. Uh, so read the winners. Winners. Winners include Oswaldo Jimenez, Oliver the Bard Bardenhire, Shazam from St. Louis, Tim in Media, Pennsylvania, Kevin Eleven in Oldsmar, Florida, Rob Jones in Croydon, UK. I wonder where Croydon is. Tim in Toadsuck, Arkansas, John in Phoenix, Arizona, Marty Yu, Steve Ramos, Beat Poet, and Douglas, don't call me general, just call me Arthur, who writes, Hey, I finally know one. I think the last time I answered correctly was episode 110 when the answer was Mojo Nixon's <laughs> Stuffin' Martha's Muffin. <laughs> Douglas continues, so this week's answer is the great Brian Ferry with his solo hit, Slave to Love. Most 80s-ites, we prefer 80s nation here, but okay, probably know it from the Mickey Rourke, Kim Basinger flip nine and a half weeks, but it was the big single from his album, Boys and Girls, which was his first solo album after Roxy Music broke up in 1982 after Avalon. He'd released several solo albums in the 70s concurrent with Roxy. It's a great album, and it's one of my faves from this era. Perhaps one to cover from your best albums of 1985 series. That could happen. By the way, my 30th anniversary is this year too, but I'm not hearing anything about it either. And after going to the 10 and the 20, I'm not sure I'd go anyway. Cheers to New Year's as long as they're stuck in the 80s. Not General Arthur. Okay, General. So have you heard anything about your 30th? Yeah, I did actually. Um, I felt bad after our last podcast that I hadn't really been keeping up. So I went to like our – we have a Facebook page Yeah. for – Countryside High School, class of 85. People were throwing around some ideas. And it's going to be very pared down from what we had for the 20th. You're, you're going. So you, uh, you are going. You're going. Well, I want to see who's going to go you, first. You, I'm no, not, you owe it to 80s Nation to go. No. Well, it would be a good story, maybe. Uh, exactly. It'll be a story. You're, go, you're going. I, I'm going we'll to see. mine. We'll see. Actually, I'm not sure exactly when it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, first, pay attention. Here's our clip for this week. If you know it, emails sit80s at gmail.com. Uh, and in the meantime, let's find out who the big winner is of the bottle opener this week, Brad. Spin the wheel. Right, let me spin that baby. <sighs> Don't pull a muscle. Oh, yeah, I got to get the yoga class again tomorrow. Are you still doing the yoga? I love me some yoga. God, maybe maybe this is the year for yoga and golf. We'll right, see. Is the wheel still spinning? Still spinning. It's still going. You want me to show you my down dog while we wait? 
<laughs> yeah, you send me a can pick of that, big boy. Oh, I, I think the wheel's coming to a stop. And our winner this week is Lisa Brown in Edmond, Oklahoma. And yes, I know exactly where Edmond, Oklahoma where, where is. Where is it? It's Give just a, a little bit north of Oklahoma City. Ah, nice. Yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Lisa, send <laughs> us your address and I will drop this bad boy in the mail to you. Ah, the very rare Stuck in Stuck in the 80s. Mm. This is a segment that we don't do often enough. A listener kind of requests that we play a piece of an old podcast. And so um, last show, you might remember, we talked about – there was an episode where we did um, – <laughs> so one, episode 140, 170, somewhere in that range. We asked people to, uh, to submit like, – if John Hughes wrote a porn movie, what would the title be? And it was me and um, Sean Daly and sports columnist Tom Jones. Tom Jones. He was great. Always a good Every, show with Tom Jones. He was so good. I really miss Tom. And so we read those on air. Not all of them were um, family friendly, but we bleeped them. So hopefully this is still family friendly. Here's the clip from uh, X number of years ago. Episode 142. John Hughes porn titles. Here we go. Last week's episode of Weird Science was not our best effort. Stop being so hard on yourself. It it wasn't that good. It was uh, usually Sean and I like to say we always try to hit a double every week. That was like we uh, bunted the ball right into our face. Yeah, we just popped it up. Even the umpire caught that one. But uh, but one of the nice things that came out of it was we started riffing on the whole. Give us the name of if John Hughes wrote a porn movie, what would it be called? And I thought maybe we'd get like one or two emails. No, we got like 30 emails. And everybody had about 10 suggestions. And so we've, we have, <laughs> I've picked a wide selection here. Now, a lot of these were said by more than one person, so we're not going to give credit to anybody. We're going to read these through, and I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I'm going to have to bleep a couple of them, okay? But uh, just enjoy the magic. Sean, you want to start? Sure. We have Pretty in the Pink. We have 16-inch candles, the breakfast in bed club, curly pubes, <laughs> 16 hand jobs. she's having an orgasm, Ferris Bueller wax off, and everyone's favorite, Uncle F***. Nice. Here we go. Jonesy? All right. Moving on. <laughs> Weird sex, 16 candlesticks, the great back doors. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's Great my, my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with my favorite in two of it. Ferris Bueller jerks off, and this is my favorite, some kind of wonder hole. <laughs> that is great. I love this. You ready? Yeah. Actually, some of my favorites are coming up, but uh, uh, breathe. 16 love dolls, the breakfast at the Y Club, planes, trannies, and automobiles. I think that's brilliant. I don't know who came up with that one. She's having a boner. <laughs> uh, I think that's the same person. No surprise there. Sh- Sue's curlies. She's making a baby. 16 dildos. The breakfast chub. <laughs> Wang science. Uh, planes, trains, and autoerotic asphyxiation. She's having an orgy. Uncle suck. This, one's, this next one's clever, I think. Career opportunities. Good. I like that one. Pearly goo and 
Dan Vey with the winning uh, the winning items writes to us saying, "Guys, you really have to forgive me, but as part of my job, I have to enter adult titles into our database. I have seen titles you would not believe, so please don't think less of me or banish my email address for this entry." Kind of wonderful. To go the extra mile, it should star porn stars Eric Studs, Leia Thompson, and Mary Stewart Masturbation. <laughs> Written, of course, by John Huge. And, of course, the one John Hughes movie title you don't have to change, Curly Sue. There you go. Well done. Brilliant, Dan. Brilliant. Just as funny today. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. That was a fun episode to record, I can tell you. Oh, my God. We laughed ourselves silly. I mean, we really <laughs> did. I remember having to edit the hell out of that show. So, so if you have a request for stuck and stuck in the A's, you know the email address by now. Just send it to us and put stuck and stuck in the A's in the title line. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. PPTMN time. Oh, we are doubling down on Seggy's here, Steve. Holy shit. You can bleep that if you want. I could. You better. We'll see. Or I have to text you and ask you for, like, what's the parameters again for bleeping something? It's 1K tone. Jeez, get it right, Spears. <laughs> I never get it right. So anyway, this is a segment where you ask us a question, we give you an answer. It couldn't be more simple. Uh, who asked us a question this week? This week's PPTMN comes to us from super friend of the show, Carol Jansen. Ah. Carol writes, I will preface this by saying, what would we do without YouTube? Well, we'd get a lot more done at work, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Decades of music videos might have been lost, if not for this medium. My PPTMN question is this. Do either of you have an 80s song that you really love, but when you saw the video, it sucked? Sucked. Is it possible for the visual to destroy the audio? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to go first? Sure. The example that immediately came to mind was uh, Dead or Alive, You Spin Me Round. Watch out, here I come. come. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a great song. It's so cool. I'm hearing it on K-Rock driving to work when I'm working at the Brea Man Theater, slinging popcorn and throwing people out for not having a ticket. And uh, <clears throat> and I, I get home and I'm watching, and probably had MTV by then, watching on MTV, and I'm like, this is guy? He's wearing his grandmother's purple robe and he's wrapped up in some kind of gift wrap ribbon and what the hell is awful yeah but does it ruin the song it kind of did every time i hear the song which i still like i can't help but kind of be laughing at what's his name in the purple robe he burned yeah yeah dead or alive interesting band really like their stuff I, don't, I, I can't really recall ever seeing that video all the way through, though. Yeah, because you turned Maybe it off. Maybe I turned it off. Maybe you turned yeah. it off. Um, you said audio only, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, hmm. Bands. Uh, Separate Ways by Journey. Yeah, that's on a lot of people's lists, I think. It's an awful video. Well, you don't awful. like the, the side-to-side kind of grooving thing? <laughs> well, the, the, the whole air instruments thing. Is yeah, it's, uh, yeah. That sounded bad. good in the production meeting. but it just As much as I kind of like Journey, I don't. there's a lot of their videos I don't really like. Um, you know what's really creepy, by the way? Um, if you can find the studio version 
of um, Keep on Loving You by Ario Speedwagon, it's really creepy. It's really? hard to find. He's talking to a therapist. Okay. No, I don't remember. He's laying that on one. a couch. Wake Me Up Before You Go Go by Wham. Oh, Off. yeah, but that's not a good song either. It's not a good song, so it doesn't really ruin the songs. But, but it's, it's that that's the inspiration for the Choose Life shirt, right? Uh, yeah, which I never owned and never would. Oh, you're right. You know, when I made shirts for you guys, it was Choose Daily and Spearsy Say Relax. Right. Those were, okay. That makes sense. Let's Get Physical by Olivia Newton John. It's just bad. It's a good song, but a horrible video. Yeah, just goof- goofy. Yeah. Um, Rock Me Tonight by um, Billy Squire is considered to be like the, the you know flag <laughs> the career crusher <laughs> for a bad video. But you know, whatever. It didn't ruin. That. I mean, uh, you know, it's um, funny because as much press as that's gotten, especially after being mentioned in the MTV book, I don't, re- I don't remember ever seeing that video. No, I don't either. Um, she blinded me with science by Thomas Dolby. Yeah. I don't love that video, and I think that the song is overplayed. I just don't like that video. Put Elton John, I'm Still Standing on there, too. Like, what? Ooh, What yeah. are we doing here, guys? Wow. Hey, if you get your own picks, uh, email us. We'll, we'll clue them in a new show. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. That's right, seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool and the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jesse's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band, and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of core like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, don't forget to pack your best 80s looks because we're having a prom night, a movie costume party, pajama party, and neon beach party. You can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6th, 2016. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. And we're back. Uh, we have a few minutes left. So we haven't mentioned the 80s cruise in a while. We've mentioned the cruise to the edge. Yes, we did in this very show. It's been a long time. Maybe you remember. Yeah, it was like two hours ago, but we did that. So the 80s cruise is coming up. It's in 2016. Um, the 80scruise.com. And Brad and I are still kind of I, – I don't mean to like screw with your heads or anything, but we're still – we have not figured out our costumes we yet. just keep knocking around ideas and you know, we come up with something that's like, wait a minute. Do we really want to wear fur? <laughs> spies like us was a great idea i thought well but i, I think wanna... we'd have to go with desert spies like yeah, us yeah, not the foreign not, legion one not siberian yeah. winter spies right like right us. right and i don't think you would get the the desert one it's soul finger by the barcase they must be having trouble getting gigs revenge of the nerds is still a possibility yeah we still have people who say oh just do top gun or just do um yeah, taggart and rosewood ris- uh risky business i'm like risky it's business is the most obvious pick of all we, we can't be obvious. We could be Doc Brown and uh, and Doc Brown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doctor? Doctor? Doctor. Oh, hey, actually, uh, that's kind of an interesting idea. Ooh, what if we did both come as Doc Brown? What are we doing? Oh like a God. crossover. Hmm. Wow. 
Think about that one. Chew on that, Spearsy. That's really crazy. So we're still looking for ideas. Yeah, it's far. It's still far enough out that it's, it's kind of it's kind of imaginary, but it's going to be fun. Right, but there's always theme nights. There's like pajama party, which you and I will probably ignore. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I sleep we'll in do my like... clothes. I'll be. I'll, I'll do what. Uh, yeah, I'll just do what Marty McFly does. What? Did you sleep in your clothes again? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be Steve and Brad smoke Cuban cigars night. That's what mm. that'll be. There's a beach party, which will also be Steve and Brad smoke Cuban cigars night. Uh, <laughs> there's a um, '80s prom night. I think we have to go to that. Yeah, we, we do. That. We do. You're going to look great in your blue uh, tuxedo, too, by the way. Was I not supposed Ooh. to talk about that? No. I, Powder blue? I'm going to probably go with like a white jacket. Ooh, with dinner, a like tie. a dinner jacket? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. But anyway, check it out. TheEastCruise.com. If you go, use the um, code STUCK and you get some special deals. And in the meantime, um, email. We've asked you a lot of questions during this show. Yeah. We want to know talk to all us, the Goose. answers. Yeah. Talk to us, Goose. Don't make me throw your dog tags over the, out into the Mediterranean. Yeah, because, you know, your, your kid wouldn't want those someday. No, just throw them to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Thanks, that, boss. Yeah, that was real nice. Yeah, I could get them to, to the widow, but now I'm just going to toss them out. You Dick know? move, Maverick. Speaking of which, I still think a good costume would be me and you going as Maverick and Dead Goose. Dead Goose. <laughs> you have to, like, I think you have to drag me around the whole time. I think I'm assuming to, I'm Goose. It's going to be like Fat Maverick and Dead Goose. <laughs> Which, by the way, was like the name of a failed TV series in the 80s. <laughs> Jester's dead. Yeah, that's about the only thing we could pull off nowadays is we're Jester and Viper. Oh, great. Viper's here. Uh, that would be fun. I'm telling you, before you start suggesting costumes, the key is A, Caribbean cruise. Right. We're not going to wear like huge No layers. Outfits. No wool. No layers. We're not going as the great outdoors. We're not going to do like... And We're Steve, not doing let me planes, you, trains, and automobiles. Steve looks great in spandex. So, actually, I probably would look better with the full like spies like us stuff. But anyway, mm. hey, in the meantime, uh, keep listening to us. We promise the shows will get more coherent than this one. <laughs> we'll get back on track eventually. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get all the fun planned for 2015. So, Bradley and I, along with the rest of you, we remain hopelessly stuck in the eighties. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. No one can stop me now. Tonight, I'm on the loose, baby. No one can stop me now. Tonight, I'm on the loose.